The following program has been paid for by the Apostolic Faith Church. From the heart of the Pacific, in Honolulu, Hawaii. Church presents the Kingdom of God Crusade. Join us now for another hour of worship with Pastor Han, the church choir, and the band. We hope and pray that you'll find this next hour of blessing. Good morning. I'm Pastor Billy Han Jr. And I'd like to thank you for joining us today. We'd like to welcome you to the Kingdom of God Crusade Telecast, being brought to you every Sunday morning, not only here in Hawaii from 8 to 9 a.m., but also in parts of California from 6 to 7 a.m. on station XD TV, Channel 13 in San Diego, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KPSC, Channel 13 in Palm Springs, from 7 to 8 a.m. on station KBTV, Channel 8, and Comcast, Channel 238 in Sacramento, including Chico and Fresno from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KBVU-TV, channel 28 in Eureka, from 7 to 8 a.m. on station KVME, channel 20 in Los Angeles, San Bernardino, from 8 to 9 a.m. on station KOTR-TV, channel 11 in Monterey, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KECY, channel 9 in El Central California and Yuma, Arizona, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KLSR, channel 34 in Eugene, Oregon, from 5 to 6 a.m. on station KZJO, channel 22 in Seattle, Washington. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KUCW, channel 30 of Ogden, Salt Lake City, Utah, parts of Nevada and Wyoming. And from 7 to 8 a.m. on Time Warner Cable Channel 503 in New York City. If you'd like more information on our church and view our Kingdom of God Crusade telecast in its entirety, be sure to visit our website at JesusComingSoon.org. The Apostolic Faith Church, located at 1043 Middle Street, is the headquarters of the gospel of the kingdom of God for the whole world, with a sign on the roof of the temple, Jesus coming soon. A landmark in Kali for 97 years, and our prayer talk, the first of its kind in Hawaii, dedicated exclusively for prayer. The church was founded by the late Charles and Ada B. Lachbaum on August 4, 1923, and passed on to our late chief pastor, William M. Hahn Sr. in 1959, who continued the gospel to its fullness. We hope and pray that this telecast will draw you closer to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and be a real blessing to you, our television audience, saints wherever you are, and the sardines, that is those living in the hospitals and convalescent homes. And should you need prayer or someone to pray over you, please don't hesitate to call the phone number designated at the conclusion of the telecast. Today, we are celebrating the 47th anniversary of the Balogo Branch Church, located in Balogo, Cotabato, Mindanao, Philippines. May Pastor Hannibal and Sister Deborah Espera have a blessed day as they gather together with saints and friends in this joyous anniversary celebration. The church choir under the direction of Emilia Hahn will start off today's telecast with a medley of songs entitled Servant Medley. 
that will be accompanied by Edith Matsuki on the piano and Rose Bohaku Carter on the organ. The words to these songs are spirit-inspiring. In the last song of this melody, the very touching words that we should include in our daily walk with the Lord are, I want to love you, Lord. I want to serve you, Lord. I want to please you, Lord. This is my prayer. Please join in and sing with the choir as you see the words appear on your screen. Everybody's 
The church band under the direction of Yoshua will play the song titled Carousel of Life. Life with the Lord and Savior is a carousel full of ups and downs, but always moving forward. Though the storms of life may beat upon our broken bodies to bring us down, we praise and thank the Lord that He is always there to lift us up and give us the strength to move forward to victory. He is only a prayer away.
Associate Pastor Timothy Hahn Sr. will give the Lord and all the praises and glory, singing the toe-tapping and spirit-inspiring song, Get All Excited. Doing his background music will be Trusty Associate Pastor Emmett Sproat Sr., Mason Asano Sr. on the guitars, Associate Pastor Marvin Abing on the bass, Iris Locke on the drums, and yours truly on the piano. The Lord is our inspiration that motivates us to put our soldiers to the gospel and be up and doing the Lord's work. Let the Lord have His way in your daily lives and let Him lead and guide you to the lamp flowing with milk and honey. You too can experience these great wonders and get all excited as you put your faith, hope, and trust in His hands. Get all excited, go tell everybody that Jesus Christ is King. I said, get all excited, go tell everybody that Jesus Christ is King. I said, get all excited, go tell everybody that Jesus Christ is King. Jesus Christ is still the King of Kings, King of Kings. Talk about people, you talk about things that really aren't important at all. You talk about weather, you talk about problems we have here at home and abroad. But friends, I'm excited about a solution for the world. I'm a gonna shout and sing, and it's Jesus Christ is still the King of Kings, King of Kings. Get all excited, go tell everybody that Jesus Christ is King. I said, get all excited, go tell everybody that Jesus Christ is King. I said, get all excited, go tell everybody that Jesus Christ is King. Jesus Christ is still the King of Kings, King of Kings. You talk about people, you talk about things that really aren't important at all. You talk about weather, you talk about problems we have fear at home and abroad. But friend, I'm excited about a solution for the world. I'm gonna shout and sing, and it's Jesus Christ is still the King of Kings, King of Kings. Jesus Christ is still the King of Kings, King of Kings. Jesus Christ is still the King of Kings. The church choir will now perform their final number for today entitled, Mountains Will Move. Yes, viewers, the Lord works with a faithful few. And all requires our faith, hope, and trust. For with faith as small as a mustard seed, he is able to move mountains and part the waters. Thank you. 
And now we are blessed to hear from an ukulele trio done by members of the Carrillo family who will come together to give the Lord all the praises and glory with the song, Preach the Foursquare Gospel. They will be accompanied by Johanna Carrillo on the piano. We preach the Foursquare Gospel here at the Apostolic Faith Church. The gospel is the good news that Jesus saves, Jesus heals, Jesus baptizes with the Holy Ghost and with fire, and Jesus is coming soon. The Jubilees will now blend their voices to the uplifting song entitled On the Jericho Road. They will be accompanied by Christy Hahn on the piano. Our walk with the Lord is a straight and narrow path. As the words of the song goes, while walking up this path, there's room for just two. No more, no less. Just Jesus and you. Each burden he'll bear, each sorrow he'll share. There's never a care 
for Jesus is there. At this time, it is a great pleasure to dedicate this beautiful song to a faithful sister in Christ, who is none other than Ms. Dahani Tuuli. May the Lord continue to strengthen and pour forth His bountiful blessings upon you as you put your shoulders to the gospel wheel. We pray that you will have a wonderful Sunday. Each sorrow he'll share. Each sorrow he'll share.
praise the Lord, everyone. I'm Associate Pastor Melvin Honda, and I'd like to repeat our television time, stations, and locations in the continental United States for our viewing audience, especially if any of you plan to visit or reside in California, that these telecasts can now be viewed every Sunday morning from 6 to 7 a.m. on station XDTV channel 13 in San Diego, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KPSE channel 13 in Palm Springs, from 7 to 8 a.m. on station KBTV channel 8 and Comcast channel 238 in Sacramento, including Chico and Fresno, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KBVU-TV channel 28 in Eureka, from 7 to 8 a.m. on station KVME channel 20 in Los Angeles, San Bernardino, from 8 to 9 a.m. on station KOTR-TV channel 11 in Monterey, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KECY channel 9 in El Centro, California, and Yuma, Arizona, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KLSR channel 34 in Eugene, Oregon, from 5 to 6 a.m. on station KZJO channel 22 in Seattle, Washington, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KUCW channel 30 of Ogden's Salt Lake City, Utah, and parts of Nevada and Wyoming, and from 7 to 8 a.m. on Time Warner Cable channel 503 in New York City. If you'd like to know more about our gospel work and view a Kingdom of God crusade te telecast in its entirety, please visit our website on JesusComingSoon.org. And now concerning the schedule of gospel services here in our home state, Hawaii, services held at the temple every Tuesday and Friday at 7 p.m. On Sunday, gospel services start at 10 a.m. and divine healing services at 7 p.m. Sunday school for all ages begin at 9 a.m. and prayer services are held daily in the prayer tower at 2 p.m. except on Fridays at 10 a.m. At our Kamiki Branch Church located at 1361 Palolo Avenue, gospel services are held on Sundays and Wednesdays at 7 p.m. The same schedule is observed by neighbor island branch churches as services that are conducted by Pastor Reginald V. Castanera Sr. in Kanakai, Molokai. Services are held every second Sunday of the month at our Maui Branch Church in Lahaina, Maui by Pastor Walter Aitin Loy in Hilo, Hawaii, by Pastor Leonard K. Y. Asano Sr. in Koloa, Kauai, by Pastor Hannibal Espera in Balogo, Pikawayan, and by Pastor Vesper Espera in President Rojas, Cotobato, Mindanao, Philippines. You are welcome to attend these services regardless of church affiliations. There are no collections. However, if you decide to voluntarily contribute to support these telecasts and the Lord's work, you may do so by sending your donations to the address designated at the conclusion of the telecast. And now, I'd like to return our program back to Head Pastor Billy Hahn Jr., who will bring forth his Spirit-directed and Spirit-inspired sermon. Pastor Billy? Thank you, Melvin. What a pleasure it is to have each of you join us as telecast viewers today. I'm especially pleased that you have elected to partake in the reading of God's Word with me and hear the glorious gospel of the Kingdom of God. In my realm of experience, I have often found that when faced with difficult situations, most people will begin to search and exhaust all kinds of avenues of possible help and for some reason come to the right place last. Therefore, I pray that my sermon, To Whom Bid God Speed, will bring you to the knowledge that no matter what the difficulty, a guaranteed and absolute source of help, deliverance, or solution may just lie in the Lord and Savior Himself, Jesus Christ. Remember, He is just a prayer away, but in the process, much faith and patience may be required of you in return. Will you have the perseverance to endure to the end? The term Godspeed expresses the desire for success or good fortune and welfare of someone who is starting on a trip, journey, or venture. 
being that the term Godspeed infers that God sanctions the effort, it is important that Christians be conscious of how the term is used and to whom it is given to. God will never sanction something that is not of His will or His righteousness. He will never endorse a doctrine that opposes what He has authorized for the spiritual well-being of all true born-again believers. Therefore, as true born-again Christians, we must be steadfast and not be ashamed or be reserved about discounting any and all false doctrines. Should we ever render good wishes to those who preach contrary to the gospel of the kingdom of God, we become an accomplice and promote their false teachings. The scripture also tells us that we cannot be a striker, that is one who will pervert the gospel by reaching an agreement and thus compromising the word of God. We should remember that our steadfastness is solely based on the word of God and not in the wisdom and understanding of men who claim to have the authority of the scripture. Let us read in 2 John verses 7 through 11. For many deceivers are entered into the world who confess not that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh. This is a deceiver and an antichrist. Look to yourselves that we lose not those things which we have wrought, but that we receive a full reward. Whosoever transgresseth and abideth not in the doctrine of Christ hath not God. He that abideth in the doctrine of Christ, he hath both the Father and the Son. If there come any unto you and bring not this doctrine, receive him not into your house, and neither bid him God's speed. For he that biddeth him God's speed is partaker of his evil deeds. In his latter years, John the Beloved demonstrated that the Holy Spirit was active in him. Years early, John walked and talked with Jesus. He witnessed the miracles that were performed at the hands of Jesus. John witnessed such things as the transfiguration of Jesus and Jesus' ascension into heaven from the Mount of Olives. He was numbered with the 120 on the day of Pentecost and was filled with the Holy Ghost, which is evidenced by speaking in an unknown tongue. Thusly, it was with firm conviction that John encouraged every believer to uphold the truth until Jesus returned. Satan exploits doubt in order to distract the believer from fully investing his heart in the gospel of Jesus Christ. If the word of God is received like the seed that was sown on good ground, and the spirit of God is alive in us, then it will be highly improbable that we will be led astray through the deceitfulness of sin. What are the losses? Should we fall back into sin? The answer is clear. We will lose out on the promise of eternal life and will experience eternal separation instead. The type of reward we'll receive when Jesus passes judgment is determined by the decisions we make in this life. Eternal separation from the Lord should not be taken lightly. Described as the second death, it is a place of eternal torment, a place where the worm, that is man, dieth not. John the Beloved stated that we should not receive those deceivers because of their false doctrine, does it mean that we exclude everyone and every relationship that we may have with the unbeliever? Of course not. What the Lord is seeing in this instance, TV viewers, is that when these deceivers come knocking on your door, do not accept them as being God sent. Should you invite them into your house to listen, what they have to say would be an endorsement of the, their perversion of the scripture. By receiving them into your house, you open the door for the devil to do his work of deceit. On the other hand, viewers, true servants of God are committed to clearly preaching the word of God in the power and demonstration of the Holy Ghost. God's anointed servants should be received in the spirit of fellowship and love. What they bring is a message that tells you exactly what you must do to be born again. For them, and many likened unto them, the Holy Ghost dwells within. 
being instruments of righteousness, they are able to convey the things that God has prepared for them that love Him. It is through the Holy Ghost that the deep things of God are revealed. On the day Jesus was about to ascend into heaven, Jesus bid His apostles Godspeed. He commissioned them to go and preach the gospel so as to achieve fruits of righteousness and repentance from those who would hear. The instructions Jesus gave the apostles were clear as to what they were to do and what they were to say. He reinforced their confidence by promising that He would be present with them in spirit until the day when they would be reunited together with Him in spirit, soul, and body. Let us read Matthew 28, 19, 20. Go we into all the world and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And though I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. This is the gospel. Jesus bought. It is the good news that Jesus saves, Jesus heals, Jesus baptizes with the Holy Ghost and with fire, and Jesus is coming soon. The greatest revelation given to this world is that through His Son, God's name was revealed. God's name is Jesus and it's only through that name that mankind will find salvation, full and free. Nicodemus is symbolic of a person that yearns for the righteousness of God and the salvation that accompanies it. Being a Pharisee, he thought it best to approach Jesus in the darkness of night. Willing to depart from the traditions of his faith, Nicodemus asked how he might be saved and prepare himself not only for the moment, but for the kingdom of God that is soon to be revealed. Unlike some who desired to be part of an earthly kingdom, with a Jew as a king, he was able to believe in the kingdom that Jesus would bring back with him. Jesus recognized the sincerity of Nicodemus and thus answered him with simplicity. Let us read in John 3, 5. Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. In the seventh verse, he reads, Marvel not that I said unto thee, ye must be born again. To be born of water is to be baptized by immersion in the name of Jesus Christ. Water baptism symbolizes the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. When we follow his footsteps and take on his name in water baptism, our natural body is passed from the certainty of eternal separation and obtains the promise of eternal life with Jesus in his kingdom. To be born of the Spirit is speaking in an unknown tongue, as demonstrated on the day of Pentecost. These tongues are labeled unknown because it is not of this world. If the world could understand these tongues, then it would be in conflict with the Scripture. Unknown means beyond human comprehension, understanding, and experience. According to the Bible, this is the only evidence of one having received the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost cannot be identified in any other manner. Let us read in Acts 2.4, And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with the tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Theologians disagrees with how we interpret the Scriptures. For them, they only see the 120 speaking in various foreign languages that put the population of Jerusalem in confusion as they marveled over the phenomenon. We believe that in Jesus Christ all things are possible. The circumstances that are deemed impossible with man are possible with the Lord Jesus. Yes, the Spirit of the Lord took hold of the tongues of these simple Galileans and caused them to speak the wonderful works of God in the various languages. However, this could not have been done without the presence of the Holy Ghost. 
What is significant about the Day of Pentecost is not the 120 speaking in foreign language, but that the Holy Ghost was manifested in a manner that still exists today. The speaking in an unknown tongue and the gift of interpretation is evident in this church. You will notice how the Lord used the same individual to speak in tongues and then bring forth the interpretation. Today, some Pentecostal churches lack the presence of the spiritual gifts. They have tongues, but the pastor interprets the tongues after it is spoken. This practice conflicts with the scripture. The speaking in an unknown tongue can only be interpreted by the Lord. Thus, the gift of interpretation is spirit-inspired. True born-again Christians bear the significance of being water-washed and spirit-filled. There is no other way of being saved, and there is no other way of serving the Lord. As with the members of the church, I am filled with the Holy Ghost, confirmed by speaking in an unknown tongue. I, as with many others, are also blessed with the gift of interpretation. The tongues proceed first, then the Lord provides the interpretation in a manner the body of Christ understands. Paul tells us in 1 Corinthians 14, 37 and 39, If any man think himself to be a prophet, nor spiritual, let him acknowledge that the things that I write unto you are the commandments of the Lord. Wherefore, brethren, covet to prophesy and forbid not to speak with tongues. Let us read in Acts 2, 38. Repent and be baptized, every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins, and he shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Water baptism is, is essential to salvation. Only Jesus can make exceptions to the rules of salvation. Some have argued how the thief on the cross was saved because he expressed his faith in Jesus because the thief was never baptized in water. Theology makes the claim that water baptism is unnecessary. Yes, we marvel how Jesus is able to save the soul. However, did you think to see that the significance of the conversation between Jesus and the thief was one of humility, acknowledging and repenting of one's sins? That is what people must do to attract Jesus' attention. If we take a closer look at the scripture, we find how the legs of both these were broken to ensure the deaths. Subsequently, both of them were buried. Jesus tells us that there is an assigned day when he will call his saints home. The grave or tomb or the mortality of this life will not prevent the faithful from reaping their rewards. At that time, Jesus will unite spirit, soul, and body, and we will abide with the Lord forevermore. Though the soul and spirit of the repentant thief may be resting in the bosom of Abraham, he too is waiting to be resurrected and meet the Lord in the air. The example Jesus set with the thief on the cross is that Jesus alone can forgive sins, and he alone can make the exceptions. Let us read in Mark 16, 16. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be damned. The commitment a man and woman make to one another is similar to one that is contemplating salvation. A couple is willing to make a commitment for a life because they love one another and they believe in one another. Understanding one another comes over time. It is very similar with salvation. If one does not believe that Jesus is the Son of God, the Christ and Messiah, then water baptism is out of the question. However, if one has a heart to keep God's commandments, then whatever the Lord requires one to do becomes paramount. Let us read in 1 Peter 3.21. The like figure whereunto even baptism doth also now save us, 
not the putting away of the filth of the flesh, but the answer of a good conscience toward God by the resurrection of Jesus Christ. The conscience we have been blessed with allows us to know the right from wrong, and then being compelled to do what is right. The water is of no significance, but remains a necessity. It could be seawater or stream water. Its temperature could be hot, cold, or lukewarm. Conceding to water baptism in the name of Jesus surpasses the fact that our sins have been forgiven, but the greater effect being that in doing so, we have kept God's commandments. You might be asking, why is so much emphasis placed on the name of Jesus? Let us read in Acts 4.12. Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men, whereby we must be saved. In other words, outside the name of Jesus, there is no salvation. The proper performance of a marriage is when the wife relinquishes her identity and receives her husband's surname as her new surname. In Christ, we do the same spiritually. Being married to Jesus requires us to relinquish the old nature and be identified with Jesus by taking on his name in water baptism. As in marriage, both individuals surrender their autonomy. By doing so, they can successfully become one in the flesh and experience a union that is blessed by God. Outside the realm of Christianity, there is no possible way of being saved. All the wisdom and understanding of this life that man might achieve will not get anyone to heaven. On that accord, within the realm of Christianity, there is only one way to be saved. The Apostle Paul admonished the congregation at Ephesus. He said, there is one body, one spirit, even as ye are called in one hope of your calling, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is above all and through all and in you all. The scripture tells us that all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Both Jew and Gentile must come to repentance and have their sins forgiven that they might begin a new life in Christ. Today is the day of salvation because we have no promise of tomorrow. Without the name of Jesus, one cannot be saved. Paul expressed a godly jealousy. Should any believer entertain anything other than the gospel you, our television viewers, have heard this morning? Let us read in 2 Corinthians 11, 1 through 4. Would to God he could bear with me a little in my folly, and indeed bear with me, for I am jealous over you with godly jealousy. For I have espoused you to one husband, that I may present you as a chaste virgin to Christ. But I fear, lest by any means, as a serpent beguiled Eve, through his subtitle, so that your mind should be corrupted from the simplicity that is in Christ. For if ye that cometh preachers of another Jesus whom ye have not preached, or if any receive another spirit which ye have not received, or another gospel which ye have not accepted, ye might well bear with him. Paul's concern for the Jews was sincere. He summoned all his strengths and employed every fiber of his being to preach the gospel to the Jews that they might be saved. Though persecuted, he nevertheless persevered and remained determined and committed to his calling. After exhausting much effort into the saving of the soul, Paul became very adamant when those who were being saved would entertain and endorse other doctrines. He viewed their actions as irresponsible and deserving admonishment. In his rebuke, he made it clear to them that there is only one Jesus who is the Messiah and Christ. Regardless of how some would pervert the doctrines and preach another Jesus, spiritual gospel, meaning a different righteousness, they should not receive them. Paul said the gospel of Jesus Christ that was revealed to him by the Holy Ghost is the only way that saves. Let us continue reading 2 Corinthians 
chapter 11, verses 13 to 15. For such are false apostles, deceitful workers, transforming themselves into the apostles of Christ. And no marvel, for Satan himself is transformed into an angel of light. Therefore, it is no great thing if his ministers also be transformed as the ministers of righteousness, whose ends shall, shall be according to their works. The battle the church faces is not physical, but a spiritual one. We cannot fight the battle with our own strength. However, if we remain strong in the Lord and in the power of his might, Satan will be defeated. The resource every believer can resort to and depend on is the name of Jesus. The shield of faith, the sword of the spirit, the helmet of salvation, and the breastplate of righteousness will protect us against the fiery darts of the wicked and readily identify the wiles of the devil and those who are in disguise. We are very confident that when the final battle is fought, Satan will be defeated and will be cast into the lake of fire. But at present, we must be careful not to underestimate Satan's power to deceive. Whether he comes in the strength of a roaring lion, seeking out the saints, the name of Jesus will remove the teeth from the lion's mouth. Whether he comes as an angel of light, the Lord will reveal his true identity and see them as they really are. We are informed by the scriptures that we shall know them by their fruits. Let us read Matthew 7, 15 to 16. Beware of false prophets which come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravening wolves. Ye shall know them by their fruits. The scripture continues to say that not all that saith, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven. In other words, not every preacher, church, or denomination is accepted by the Lord. Yes, the name of Jesus will not be mocked, and Jesus will intervene when his name is called upon. However, as many miracles and prophecies these pastors and churches may have done, the fact remains that their sins are still attached to them. Thus Jesus says unto them, Depart from me, ye that work in iniquity. Let us turn to read Mark 9, 38 to 41. And John answered him, saying, Master, we saw one casting out devils in thy name, and he followed not us. And we forbade him, because he followed not us. But Jesus said, Forbid him not, for there is no man which shall do a miracle in my name that can lightly speak evil of me. For he that is not against us is on our part. For whosoever shall give you a cup of water to drink in my name, because he hath belonged to Christ, verily I send to you, he shall not lose his reward. The true church is located throughout the world. The character of the church, the true church will be obvious. The word of God will be preached in the power and demonstration of the Holy Ghost. The spiritual gifts will be evident as they are actively and properly exercised. The righteousness of God will be evident in the congregation. In other words, the congregation will not be found in compromise. And the manner of behavior the congregation demonstrates will be one that glorifies God and not the world. The apostles who were called by Jesus were as apprentices learning their trade. They marveled of the miracles and the awesome power of the words Jesus spoke. However, upon hearing of the others performing miracles in the name of Jesus, the apostles became confused and sought to stop them. Their immaturity prevented the apostles from recognizing the fact that Jesus could raise up other workers in addition to them. In their spiritual infancy, the disciples lacked appreciation of how great a magnitude the gospel would become. Though the gospel work was in its infancy, Jesus was already informing them that this gospel would have a global impact. In his commission, Jesus instructed them to go and preach the gospel to the world. At the Mount of Olives, prior to his ascension, Jesus told the apostles that there would be witnesses for him in Jerusalem, Samaria, Judea, and to the uttermost part of the earth. On the day of Pentecost, the 120 were spiritually empowered to speak in one of the 17 languages listed in the second chapter of Acts. Jerusalem during the festivals was occupied by various nationalities, and God saw it necessary to reveal his works in a manner that masses could understand. 
Today, the true church stands firm on the solid rock, Christ Jesus, who is the author and finisher of our faith. There is still time for souls to be saved. To accomplish this, the Lord will have to send out many more preachers as he did with the apostles and to the seventy to preach the gospel of the kingdom of God, to preach against sin and to preach the coming of the Lord. These are ones to whom bid Godspeed. If you would like to know more about God's Word, the church, and review the telecast presentation in its entirety, please visit our website at JesusComingSoon.org. Until our next telecast, this is your host, Head Pastor Billy Hahn Jr., expressing my sincerest appreciation to each of you who have allowed us to come into your homes. May the good Lord bless and keep you all in the hollow of His hands. The church band will conclude today's program with the song, Baptized into the Body. <laughs>
The preceding program was paid for by the Apostolic Faith Church.